in the air toast to a high power cuz what you tuning in what's good with y'all what's good what's good welcome to the triangle office podcast i am Lido. it's your boy imani and it's anthony harrell what's up with my guys man it's episode 5 you know what i'm saying um i ain't really come up with no you know i usually like to come up with the after we talk, you know what I'm saying? So, but how y'all doing today, man? Good. Feeling good. Um, I'm Word. good. I'm chilling. Yeah, I'm on some other, t- we're going to get into that, but first. Yeah, you, you, now, fuck it. You text us, said you was on one. Okay. <clears throat> we waiting. <laughs> nah, listen, because. What happened, man? So, um, well, first of all. It's been four years since we had to bury my one of my homies. Mm. Um, took his own life. You know what I'm mm. saying? So the 22nd will be the day that we, you know what I'm saying? Next, was that next week? Yeah, yeah. yeah. 22nd will be the day that, of his funeral four years ago. Mm. And I just, and you know what I'm saying? Most recently, bro, like uh, my, uh, my mentor, he lost somebody. Mm. Um, an MMA fighter decided to take his own life, bro. And um, I got pissed off today because on my timeline, bro, I see people, grown ass men, that are saying, "Man, you know what? Behind this smile, I got so much shit going on. I got so much stuff going on. I got this, that, and the third. Then you got all these people underneath commenting, "Oh, it's gonna be okay. All oh, this, that, and the third. But nobody telling them, bro, talk to somebody. I, bro, two people that I know for sure, like need you know what i'm saying somebody to talk to won't even like they will not talk bro i hit my i hit one of my homeboys up bro just to let you know i hit him up i said bro um i said bro when you gonna start taking care of you and he said he didn't say nothing and i said i said when will you be a priority 
And then he said, um, man, I'm just working. I said, if things bother you, you know what I mean? Like, don't hide it. Talk about it. Call me. Call whoever. Call whoever you need to. He said, he said, I'm just working on these kids right now. That's my priority. For real, I definitely need to focus on myself, but I just feel like that shit's so secondary. So worry about the things that I need. Now, he lost his mom a few years ago also, right? But I just feel like, like, bro, if you know that you have to, you need to, somebody to talk to, man, like, what? Do you, you can't, people don't realize you cannot be the best father you can be if you're not here for your children. You know what I mean? People always have this thing where I would never, I'll never, I would never, I would never do commit suicide. I would never, not me. Who, me? Nah. Mm-mm. Not me. My friend said that, bro. Nah, I'm good, bro. I'm, I'm straight. I said, bro, if you, I said, I told him, I said, bro, you 31 years old. We don't want to bury you by 32. He made it to 33. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So it's it's just the 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 thing that makes me mad, bro. Just like, you know, I know um one of our guys, Lamar, was saying, he said, I don't think people not I don't think it's that they don't want to get help. I think they just don't know how. But if you have somebody that's constantly coming to you like saying, Bro, if you need me. Yo, you know what's so crazy? I had this conversation on on, on IG Live yesterday. And away from just men, especially black men, feeling like they have a safe space to go get help. A lot of men, especially black men, don't know that they actually do need help. We got, got we get comfortable in um, a form of thinking and a form of rationalizing the pain, the things that we went through. Mm-hmm. And it isn't until it's really unbearable that we snap and say, oh shit, I need help. And by that point, it's probably a little too late for a lot of people. Um, yeah. It's, it's crazy. My my, I'm not going to put him on the spot. Somebody that's very close to me called me um, sometime last week or two weeks. Well, I'll say last week. And it was on a very, it was on the worst day that he could possibly call me with the issue that he was having. But this is a man I never heard cry. This is a man I never saw weak, never saw have any levels of de- needing to depend on someone else's ear. And he had finally caved in. And this man is 51 years old. He just got to the point where he felt comfortable to come to someone, which happened to be me, to just say, yo, I don't know if I can keep going. Like I'm ready to end this. And because I know I've heard, I've heard that before from other people. And I've also been the person that's felt like that. I knew where that came from. You don't really want to end it. You just don't know what other options you have at this point, because you feel like, damn, I'm this old and I'm just realizing that I need help. It might be too late for me. Who the fuck going to help me? I don't want to burden anybody else with my issues. So uh, men in general, but especially black men, um, we need to continue to push to other people that, yo, go get help. And the first step towards getting help is realizing that you actually do need help. 
And it's okay to admit that. So, you know, being aware and insight is a very important thing towards getting the help that you need. If you don't have that, most likely you're going to go without it. I agree, man. It's 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 a um it's a real sensitive subject for me, bro. Cause damn, when you said you was on one, I didn't know we was going there. <laughs> yeah, I, you know, cause I, I I get my anger starts to come in, and, and like I don't I don't want to come off as that guy to my my people, but bro, damn, like if I'm coming to you and I'm trying to be there for you, bro, allow somebody. Allow somebody, bro. Try. You, 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 you can't per, you can't, it's not saying personalize it, but you can't, you can't expect more for others than they expect for themselves. You can do what you need to do as a person to feel like you can help them, but Mm -hmm. they have to go ahead and, and, and take the part and you can't feel a way about it and you can't be like, damn, bro, I, I tried and why the fuck you ain't take my advice? It's like, no, they they just they wasn't ready to receive it. And yeah, that's okay. ready to receive it. Yeah. That's okay. And yeah, you know, you you live up to who you are as a person, but you you don't put who you are as an expectation onto them. We all different, we all play different roles in life. You you're someone do I'm pretty sure goes through the same things, but you're probably able to handle it better. So you're able to be more of a support system to others. Um, everybody ain't as strong as you, bro. Sad, to say. Sad to say. That's crazy. <clears throat> you know, like I said, you know, it's it's always with love when I'm coming, you know what I mean? When I come to people for real, but when I see something, sometimes some people just be like, yo, man, I appreciate you because nobody even asked me, was I cool? Right. And, and what you need to do, Lito, is Stop worrying about the one, the couple of times that your boy don't take your advice and really uh, focus on the fact that, or, or, or think about the fact that you're like this a hundred percent of the time. Word. You don't know. It's not an off and on thing with you. You embody a, 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 a giving person, a person that is always checking on everybody. So that's all you could do, bro, is embody it and, and put the rest in God's hands. That's it. No doubt. It's a sensitive subject for me because I've been there, and I hate to say it, there was little to nobody there for me except God. So that's why I don't have a lot to say when it comes to the suicide thing. It's a tough one, man. It's a really tough thing to talk about, bro. Yeah, no doubt, like straight up. So I was so needless to say I was triggered <laughs> when when I, I saw that. Like I'm just like, bro, come on, man. Like I was triggered, bro, because I know like certain people know like who they can and can't call, but they just won't. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So it's just one of those things where like, bro, like, come on, man. We got you gotta be here for your for your kids. You gotta be here for your, you know what I mean? It's still life to live. But yeah. <clears throat> anyway, you know, my I, that's my bad. I had to get that off my chest. Yeah, yeah, let's, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's 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 go ahead and and and, and make some vaginas wet now because yeah <laughs> you know it's crazy that means that you know they it's some women that enjoy talking about stuff like that because they feel like men don't you know men Listen, are tough guys you know there's, there's a lot of women that do and like like i said last night we talked about it and the, and the biggest point i said to why a lot of men don't want to go ahead and get that help is because a lot of women will 100 percent degrade belittle 
they'll say that they want a strong man, but they don't understand that a process to becoming a strong man is having that vulnerability and, and showing that side of yourself. And the minute that you do, a lot of women will go ahead and clown you for that shit. Man. Be the softest of soft. You'll be the gayest of gay. You'll be the moistest of moist. <laughs> um, and The moistest of moist. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and you know, it, it, ta- yo, it takes a real strong man to be able to live in that vulnerability and still, you know, have his masculine side not be tested through other people's words and belittle men. <laughs> Oh, and oh, and the women that belittle those guys. How many? Of them, how many of them have BBLs? Oh, we ain't got to go. Let's we ain't got to talk about that. No, 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 no. no. Let's go. No, because <laughs> listen, these women, the, the, these, I don't want to say these women. There are some women who they will be um, coddled. They will be. They will their their flaws in their toxic ways will be normalized and and there'll be a level of empathy and sympathy for them solely because they're a woman. Yo, look what she's been through in her life. Look at her past. How can you how do you expect her not to be this way? We need to be patient with her. You need to learn her, understand. Very true. All that's correct. With men, the minute we show a level of toxicity. Yeah. Uh, ignorance, whatever, you're instantly vilified. We don't get the coddlement of, yo, maybe he been through something in the past. Maybe. Right. Know. Right. So. I, he got I, mommy I, issues. I, yeah. Yeah. But but we do. A lot of us do. Like a lot of women have mommy issues or daddies. We all have issues. And it's sad that, you know, a lot of us, we want to. We want to preach black man lift up black woman, black woman lift up black man. But then when it comes time to really have that understanding, we choose not to because of our own selfishness and the things that we've been through. So can I say this real quick? I got to get it out there. Uh, I truly believe that God will provide somebody there for you if you're down and out, if you need to talk to somebody. We may not, it, it may not be the person that we think is it's gonna be, like our, our spouse or our mother and father or a cousin, but he will provide somebody. If you just keep your heart open and keep your eyes open, he'll provide somebody to be there for you. He's not just gonna leave it, he's not gonna abandon you. I believe that. 100%, I agree too, bro. I agree, the same thing. But like these women with these BBLs, bro, like, a lot of them are the ones that be trying to talk bad hey. about about us brothers and like, come on, don't man. Knock, don't knock a good BBL though, bro. <laughs> hey, I ain't gonna let you do it. Some of them just be good. <laughs> hey, I don't know. Who, some of these girls be going to the right doctor. <laughs> oh boy, man, listen. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> At the same time, bro, that's the most dangerous there. surgery that they can have, just bro. I was about to say, be safe out there. Super <laughs> dangerous. I don't care. Some of them. They're willing to risk it all, like going under yeah. the knife, bro. Really? Hey. And how much a BBL costs? Like, what's the average? Like, it depends. Depending on where you go. <laughs> Depending on where you go. You, got, you, can get, you get a 3000 makeup, which you probably ain't going to look too good. You can get an 8000 You can go to Columbia, get you a nice little eight seven thousand. 7000 You can go different places. DR. Okay, okay so with that being said, would you rather take a hundred grand right now or add two inches to your penis? 
100. Give me a hundred grand. I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> Let, me tell you something. Let me tell you something. Even if I had, even if I, even, even if I had a small dick, I'm still, still? taking the grand. Yeah, period. First of all, like small dick, yeah, small dick niggas get pussy too. <laughs> uh, they, they get them all day long. Like it's yeah. <laughs> yeah. hundred grand. I'm about to flip a hundred grand. Oh, I'm gonna... Facts. Come on. They ain't never give stopped. me that hundred. <laughs> These niggas be taking all kind of stuff, bro. You take the money, like don't you know what I'm saying? <laughs> For real. How y'all's week been, bro? What y'all do this week? Watch Denver win the championship. <laughs> I'm about to say, you know, you gotta take that fucking hat off, bro. Nah, bro, I'm still repping. You know what I'm saying? What did y'all think? What you, what you thought was gonna happen? Nah, I, listen. Let me say that I knew I knew it was gonna happen, right? I knew that we just didn't have enough. I knew that. But what pissed me off was, and people got on me about it, so that's why I'm, real quick, we just we talk about this real fast and we get off of it. Jimmy upset me. You know what I'm saying? Like, this, this uh, the finals, he didn't really, I don't know if he was hurt. Something was hurt, obviously. But he really didn't play like himself. He didn't play like that guy that was, you know, going against the Celtics or uh, um, before he twists his ankle against the Celtics. You know what I'm saying? He didn't really play. He, but he said his ankle wouldn't bother him, of course. But I don't know what was wrong with him. But then he really pissed me off. He said, they asked him about the Hall of Fame. I don't know if y'all seen this interview or whatever. I asked him about the Hall of Fame. They, they were saying, like, you know, Jimmy, you've done some really big things in these playoffs. He said, so, you know, um, have you ever thought about, you know, if you're put into the NBA Hall of Fame? He's like, no, I don't, you know. I don't care about none of that. You know, um, even if I get put in the Hall of Fame, I'm not going. He just this is you're not going. <laughs> he said, Yeah, I'm not attending none of the things that they have for us if the, if I was put into the Hall of Fame. And um they looked at it, the guy was like, it was like, I mean, that's the biggest honor that you can have in sports, like for the sport that you play, like being put in the Hall of Fame. He's like, I don't care, you know, I'm a team guy, so you know. And I was just like, Jimmy, bro. Come on, man. Let Jimmy cap. Let him cap. Jimmy on here, bro. Like, come on, Jimmy. Yo, you know, (laughs) I was so pissed off. You know what's so so crazy? Jimmy Butler, now he didn't show up in the finals for whatever reason, whether it be into just not, you know, the the, the, uh, matchups weren't. I don't think he wanted, I don't think he wants to be a superstar, bro. I don't think he wants that attention. No, he is a superstar. He can't help that. He's a superstar. He's a Miami in the past three years from the bubble on. No one in the beginning, mid, or towards the end of the season thought that they were contenders to win the chip. Bubble season, they go to the finals. Amazing. They lose, but still the fact that you got there is amazing. With no other superstar with you. Next year, you almost make it to the finals again. Yeah. With Celtics. no other superstar. Yeah. yeah. Nothing. This year, you're an eighth seed, and you make it to the finals. What more do? What more can can Jimmy do on his own? Like you guys, yeah, don't, we need somebody else. He, he don't even help. get to the second round without Jimmy. You don't even get to the playoffs. I agree. I agree. 
So with guys like that, you know, when they say, oh, he didn't show up, it's like, how much more do you want him to show up on his own? He can't control. It's a team sport. I think for me, though, that last game, bro, he had eight points in the fourth quarter, and he had only taken 11 shots. And I was just like, yo, Kobe would never. Yeah, but he's not Kobe. <laughs> I know. He's not. And 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 if you want, if we want to say that, um, we've had a whole a whole run where Phoenix Suns kicked the shit out of the Lakers with Kobe playing. Like that's true. All these stars have had, like like it's even when people talk about Michael Jordan. Yo, he's six and zero in the finals. How, who can? That's like unbelievable. I'm like, yo, but y'all act like he only played six seasons. Yeah, right. Exactly. So, so every all them other seasons, what was happening? The team wasn't together. He didn't. He wasn't. Whatever it was, you know, it just didn't happen. This is not an individual sport. This is this is not an individual person sport. It's a team sport. If your whole team don't show up, so for me, I feel like Jimmy has all the right in the world to be fucked up for one game because he been amazing for the whole fucking playoff. Where the rest yeah. of the team at? Where's where's Max Struess, where's uh Gabe Vincent? Where's where Gabe Vincent? He, I don't know what happened to him. Something happened to him too. It's like a switch just clicked on. Like they just played, like, a, they played a better team. Like in Space Jam, they took like like when <laughs> the basketball that had all of the had all of their they skills. Like <laughs> something happened to Gabe Vincent. They played a better team, man. They they played they played. Nah, facts. Team. I mean, Yoke was. I mean, that dude was unbelievable. Um, you know. Shout out to Yoke and, and Jamal Murray. For real. Yeah. Yoke, unbelievable. Yeah. They earned it. They earned it. <laughs> yeah. Unbelievable. Anyway. I got a question. I got a question for uh you 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 you're married, Lito. So uh uh this is uh mainly a question for uh uh married people, but you can answer it too, E, because it's a relationship thing. Mm -hmm. If you if you're either in a relationship or you live at home with with your significant girlfriend or whoever. Mm -hmm. How often do you think you should be having sex to have a healthy sexual relationship? You know that this was this came up in our uh, premarital counseling too. Okay, so um, yeah. honestly, man, listen, because. It depends. Like one week you might be, you want might want it every day. So and just week, just, might, just give me a generally speaking, like map it out. Like, uh, uh, what do you call it? Uh, um, <laughs> I'm bad at math. Sorry, I can't think of the term. <laughs> <laughs> okay, <clears throat> realistically, if I if I get it three times a week, I'm good. Three times a week, okay. I'm cool. Like I'm not that guy. Like you know what I'm saying. Like you know, yeah, that sounds pretty healthy to me. I was gonna say once a week, and I'm being nice. Yeah, I'm not because at least once a week, I'll, I'll start going crazy. See, for me, bro, it's it's more mental than everything. So if I'm already like, if I'm zoning in on a lot of different things going on in my life, I don't really even think about that part of my life. Like right. you know what I'm saying. It's it's like if I'm zoning in on something like oh, I gotta take care of this, I gotta take care of that. Like I don't even be thinking about sex for real. You know what I'm saying? Like now when we were younger, you already know that. Oh yeah, different. Different. Oh, 
<laughs> he is being quiet. Hey, what, what, how you feel, bro? How many times a week? I'll be honest with you. I've, I've been in relationships, and the current relationship I'm in now, I've went a month without sex. And yeah, ooh. it's not. Man, that's bro, not when, like, I, when I got I'll engaged. I'll be honest with you. Um, and it's not, a, for me, it's not a relationship thing. My connection with, with sex, just mentally, has, has been negative in my past. Mm. So mm. now that I got now that I got to a point to wanting to have healthy sexual relationships with whoever I'm with, um the desire it kicks in from more than just the physical presence. Like you like it's so much that has to happen for me to even get inspired for sex. Mm. Mm. That's even just in a relationship. So just the need to do it, oh I need to but I'm not be and I'm one of the yeah. people you keep pressing me on it. It's gonna drive me further away from wanting it, right? Nah, facts, facts, and 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 that on top of that, like, and I said like three just for a regular person, but like that sounds bro, like, like a I good can, number, man. Don't even trip. Yeah. Three a week sounds two for, or three for times a regular a week person week sounds like a good number. Yeah, but for me, like, bro, when I when we when we got engaged, um, and let's see, like, it was probably six months before. Or probably no, it was more than that. Like eight months before we actually like got to the wedding, we didn't have sex at all because we wanted it to be. You feel me? Like, yo, we're engaged now. Like, yo, let's. The wedding is eight months away. Let's not nothing. Nice. Eight months, and we did that. That's tight, man. Sex. Um, I'm not gonna lie to you. Sex. Sex. Sex to me is highly important um when i like you like really 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 like you um and we have like more of a connection just outside of the physical shit uh it'll drive me to want the sex more like it'll it'll make me like I'll start to like really like fiend like oh shit like when we going to do it again cuz like i like spending time with you i'm out with you you know, that friend connection is there. That'll bring me closer. And that'll make the sex more important than anything. Um, but I've, I've noticed with me a pattern of not needing it so much when the relationship is kind of rocky. And mm. it's up. You know, it's where we're connected in certain areas, but there's certain other areas that we're still troubled with. So we still trying to work our way through that. I'm also the person that I can't have sex with somebody, you know, after being mad at them. Like if we get into an argument, make up sex and all that is out the window. I ain't trying to do none of that shit. You I need to chill. <laughs> Give me some time. Interesting. I, ain't, I, ain't, I ain't beat for all that. Oh so yeah. with that with, with that being said, another quick one. And you have to answer this quick. Don't get long-winded. That's that that's the only <laughs> rule. If you had to, if you had to either make love or fuck, which what, what do you rather which one would you rather do? Don't get long-winded. Fuck or make love. I'm fucking. <laughs> me too. <laughs> Lito, I make I make love. Um, you make love. I told you, this nigga. I told y'all, he the real R and B nigga. I keep telling y'all. <laughs> I keep telling y'all, it ain't me. It ain't it. It ain't this nigga. I live vicariously, vicariously through y'all niggas. I just put on one of y'all niggas' songs or something. They and, putting on you the know. candles, laying in the bed of roses, <laughs> giving massages, both playing. That nigga is not playing, boy. 
Yeah. Some good questions, Ant. Like you came out to, you know, I had to out, redeem out the gate after, with it. After bringing up the Nuggets, because I, you know, I don't want to get long winded into sports like we did last. No, 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 no. This, th that was, that was a perfect question. Yeah, perfect. <laughs> so, um, should do, should we talk about the, you know, the announcement that you put on Instagram that you are, you know, for anybody who cares. Um, I'm going to release a project this year. I'm working on new music, and it's probably going to be my last project. That's it. What's the name of it? Don't know. That shit is fire. Songs about her. To... Woo. You know, hey, you know, eaters. I appreciate that, bro. Um, I don't know. Like, the inspiration for wanting to release new music is just because, um, and I was funny, I was having the same conversation yesterday. My connection to releasing music and being a singer in the past has always been negative. Like when I think back to the things, like I've done a lot of great things, but a lot of the negative negative things that's happened in my life, I always correlated with me being an artist. So for a long time, like that desire and and wanting to change myself and better myself and my mental state and how I move, I've always associated that with let me remove myself as a singer. So. Um, now that I have a better understanding of myself and I know it really has nothing to do with my art, it's just me not being disciplined. I feel like I can do this project, do whatever songs, do whatever themes and it not have to like reflect my actual life and reflect what I'm doing. So, and that's a, that's a really huge thing, my nigga, that you just said, because man, that's so, I got to live with that one for a minute because I'm the type of, I'm the same way, man. Like my music, and my life correlate almost all the time perfectly, but it doesn't have to. It doesn't have to. So that's a big, crazy thing, bro. Yeah. That's right. You know, it was funny. I don't, you know, we watched Five Heartbeats, and there's the moment where Robert Townsend, who played uh, uh, Donald Duck Matthews, he's on the stage and he says, you know, a great writer told me that I'll I'll become the the greatest writer or whatever. Once when I, I go through when I suffer more. When, when I, I suffer, suffer yeah. more. When I suffer more, yeah. And yeah. I understand that to a T because I did some of my best work through suffering. I've made the most money through suffering. Like the moments where I see my career start to like hit these like lows as far as like sales or whatever, it's kind of been when I've been like calm and happy and not really out here doing the bullshit. And then when I start doing the bullshit, I be lit. <laughs> You know, that's so crazy, bro, that y'all said that, man. Because no. when when I when I rap, like my best music was when somebody hurt my feelings. Like if a if a female hurt, I man, I used to ether females, dog. And like <laughs> I still got all these songs, like <laughs> for real. And I, that we go ahead, so you one second. I, I got a question for you, E. So what was you going through when you created Black Heart? Cause nigga, that that uh -oh. album. Blackheart, Blackheart, funny enough, I made that project after, right after I moved from New York to LA. And I moved to LA really, really to get away from, from the New York comfortability that I was having. I was tired of working with the same people. I was tired of seeing the same people. I also was with the, uh, a young lady at the time that I wanted to progress and, and um, build with. But, um, I was really running away from someone that I had like a really tumultuous situation with. And I know, and I knew 
like I knew after that point, even though I wanted to give this new woman like the real me, I wasn't going to be able to because I was still fucked up and hurt from what happened with the last woman. Mm. Um, so like the fr- like the first song I wrote for that project is Think About Me. And that was 100% like me writing to that woman, like, you know, to the T. Like every word that I wanted to say was in that song. And then I was just like, you know what? Let me just speak from, from that perspective. Just not about her, but just like in life and the things I was doing. I was in the strip club all the time because I had that black heart. I wanted to put myself around women that wasn't worth shit because the more women that I felt like wasn't worth shit, I ain't going to really get hurt. I, I put myself around ancient people. Uh, you know, I can't expect too much from it. I don't have that much of a re- responsibility to be a solid dude neither. So, um, mm. when I started smoking around that time. I never smoked. I wasn't a smoker like that. I drank a lot, but never yeah. smoked. I got to LA, started smoking. The smoking put me in a different zone of how I was moving. Um, the relationship I had with the new woman. Um, I came with certain levels of immaturity and certain things from that past that affected our relationship. And I started causing her issues. So damn, this fucking fly got to get out of here. Um, but that, that was it. Like black, black heart was just where I was at mentally, as far as just not wanting to own up to the fact that a lot of reasons why I had that black heart was because of me. I was the cause of it. That's I was, crazy. The, I was the cause of that. So, yeah. And that's the last length project that I put out. Yeah, that that uh that album got one of my favorite songs on there that belongs to you is my shit. Belongs to oh, you yeah. is one of my favorite songs, but belongs to you. Um when I listen to it, I hate it mm. for, for 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 the reasons that guy to me sounds nasty. <laughs> the guy that song sounds disgusting, like. And it's not like explicit. It's not like crazy, but just like where I know the song was being written from. And dude, you in a strip club trying to get strip club pussy and and, <laughs> and throwing money and you know you broke at the time. You can't even really afford to throw the money. A bunch of stupid shit. Like, yeah. My so nigga say, if I leave, are you coming too? Yeah. Like, <laughs> Yeah, real, 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 real nasty dude, real immature dude, you know, struggling with the fact that you want to be stand up, but nah. <laughs> That's funny, man. Yeah, so and, and how do you how do you feel like you would have been because I listen, the, the first time I talked to Ant. He was a totally different person that he is now. And I think at that time you were still drinking, right, Ant? Yeah, hell yeah. Mm. So you you're a totally different, but like the journey that you've had from then to now, and bro, I swear, I don't know if you went back and watched that that interview, but like, bro, you was just like, you had a lot of anger in you too. Yeah, like you spilled a lot of beans on that interview that I didn't think you was gonna say, no. and you you didn't care either though. Like it was yeah. like, yo, this is what it is, and like. So like at that time, your music, you feel like your music was a lot better. Wait, what do you mean? Like cause you said your your 
your life, like what you're going through, oh. and your music is like correlated at the same. So you felt like at that time, like you was making some, yeah, like chopper, chopper, and yeah, of course, of course, yeah, yeah, you already know, yeah. Um, it is what it is, man. Yeah, you're a totally different person, bro. Straight up. Thank you, man. I, I, I think I've seen you grow since I, since you stopped drinking. I, I can't even explain the past four years, the journey that I went through, things that I've gone through, and how it changed me. I, I can't even. I'm not even begin to get to begin to try to start. But all I can say it's a, it's a complete and utter transformation, realization, uh, acceptance. Uh, yeah, man, God hit me with the whole do wop. You know what I mean, like. Uh, and that's why I feel so much responsibility to, I don't want to say not make a mistake cause I'm gonna make another mistake, but try to be a decent and kind person to, to everybody and, and keep my promise to God, man, because I, I truly made a promise to God that I would do that it, it, because he saved me. So that's, that's mm. just my responsibility now, you know? That's yep. dope, man. And that's another reason why, remember I told <laughs> you last week, I was going to, I had like a dozen reasons why. I kind of retired from music. Another one is that. It's just like music used to be at the top, or putting out music it used to be at the top of my list my whole life. Ten, top 10 things to do. Of course, I'm going to put some music out. Why? Because I'm not a talkative person, and my, my music is my stage. It's like that's when I, I talk, and I know people are listening. But it, it, it's time for something that's more important, you know what I mean, than that. No doubt. That's, that's scary as an artist to come to that realization that, yo, there's something more important than this music. It's, it's scary as a motherfucker, but it's all trust in yourself and what you're capable of and trusting God and what he has ahead. And I trust those things with all my heart. So I got to do what I got to do. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's so crazy. Like I, so many people, when I see people like in my hometown and stuff like that, they always be like, bro, like you haven't done no music in a long time. And I never told nobody that I was done. You know what I'm saying? Because you never want to say you're done. It's almost like right. you just want to be like, I'm, you know, life. <laughs> you yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, you don't really want to come out and say, look, I'm done making music. Because you might like, not be done. That's why you don't want to say that. But at the moment, you you feel like you just want to be done right now. Yeah. Yeah. Ever since, like, good things start happening, I, it's like I can't write about it. It's like I can't. Right. I don't know how to like, you know what I'm saying? Like, cause people don't want to hear that. They don't yeah. want to hear about the you being married, nigga. I know. <laughs> <laughs> they don't want to hear hey, about me, that, hey, bro. You being married and not getting it but one one time a week or one time every two weeks. That's boring. Who wants to hear that shit? Yeah. They don't <laughs> want to hear about you being happy, bro. It's like when you go out, when you going through something, psh, right. Nigga. You start writing like crazy. What the fuck is that about? Man. It's so crazy. I was talking to I was talking to my guy about that. I'm like, bro, you ever had writer's block because you are in a different place in your life? Like that's that's crazy. Like yeah. when I was messed up, bro. Like I could grab, I could just put on something and then like just start writing. Right. But now it's like if I it's like now you got to pull from like right. And I'm not that person no more. You know what I'm saying? I'm not in that space. I'm glad you said that, Lito, because. I never, I, I, I don't want to get it twisted. Uh, so I hate to say this because it's not true. It's not like I don't have anything more to say. I'll never say that as a writer. 
there's unlimited shit that I can pull from to say, but like you said, I don't want to just pull out of my ass just to say I'm writing some shit. Like, you know what I mean? It's got to yeah. come to me like naturally. So. Facts. Yeah. Oh. oh, he'll be he'll be back. <laughs> His phone must have died or something. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think the 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 scary part as a writer you know, away from just being an artist, the scary part about being a writer is um, not because like, like, like Ann said, you'll always be able to, you'll always be able to, 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 to write. You'll always be able to say something. But when you get to the point where you don't even feel like you want to share, mm-hmm. like, you know, I, I can write about whatever, like at this point, um, and even within myself, I just got to a point where I just didn't want to share myself anymore mm-hmm. it just it just it got me to a point where um the things that i felt i was sharing were being used against me in some way and whether it be in relationships whether it be through through the supporters um the fan base that i was trying to tap into like i remember i i did i did blackheart and then I did an EP dedicated to my father like, shortly after. And I was sharing things that I have never shared about myself and, you know, my relationship with my dad and my kids. And niggas is like, yeah, that's cool, but when we fucking some bitches again, like, bro. Like, and at that point, I was like, wait, I'm sharing a part of me that I've never <laughs> shared before. And <laughs> you niggas just, no sensitivity, just like, Fuck all that, bro. Let's get back to the bitches. So at that point, I got to I was like, oh, I don't even know if I want to share with niggas no more. Cause y'all now y'all telling me what I should share. Mm-hmm. So that's how life be, bro. For real. You think about it like I, I I post something about Jimmy Butler saying something about Jimmy Butler. I got like uh all these comments like from guys, right? But you post something about mental health, these ninjas will not talk. <laughs> They won't say a word. Like when I was when I was going through it and and doing stupid shit, man, my name was ringing in my family like you wouldn't believe. Fuck strangers, nigga. I was the star of my family. Everywhere I gone, it's like aunt this, aunt that. What's wrong with aunt? Aunt, I heard aunt, aunt. Nigga, now that I'm healthy, I don't hear a goddamn thing. (laughs) My phone don't ring. No nothing, nigga. Nothing. (laughs) My name ain't ringing bells no more. That's funny. <laughs> That's funny, yo. This shit is crazy. <laughs> funny. Hey, you want to know how many people have bought Bob Wiley? How many? One! <laughs> I'm about to do 25 more push-ups. <laughs> Bro, you should have put that mug on... on, on uh... On Apple Music, bro. People would have bought it. On purpose. Hey, uh, did, did you did you guys uh see that women? <laughs> so you know Father's Day's you know coming up, and you know usually fathers typically get the bullshit gifts. Yep. It's like you know the little ties or whatever, whatever bullshit cologne. So Calvin Klein decided, oh, we gonna switch this shit up because we know you're gonna get these dads some bullshit. So, ladies, this is what we're going to do. We're going to make some see-through lingerie Calvin Klein drawers for your man. <laughs> Word. 
Let me show you this bullshit. What? Yo. No way. No way. Yo, no way, bro. Oh, no, oh, man. What I would, just, I would just like to say, I'm trying if, to see if, if a woman ever got me them shit, <laughs> you wouldn't wear it for <laughs> I'm giving them back. I'm giving them back. This is my, these are yours now. <laughs> You don't want to get for yourself at this point because I'm not the wearing that. See through Calvin Klein draws is nasty. <laughs> Yo, they're oh, even trying. they trying to make masculinity look fem- like like feminine. Like our right. underwears, bro. Leave our underwear. You cannot yeah, take come our on. boxer briefs and turn them into lingerie. Yo. Like leave our shit alone. The see through Calvin Klein's is nasty, bro. Oh, like that's man. crazy. That's crazy, man. And they, put, they, and they put little flowers on it. They ain't put a hammer. They they could have put a hammer, some nails. <laughs> they put little flowers, little pixie dust. I'm not. I'm not wearing that. Shit. Yeah, come on, man. Calvin Klein, you could have made it a little more. No, Yo. you could have not made it. <laughs> you could have like you could have made like a spell. I don't know what they could have done, but dang, like you made them see through. Like guys don't want to. Now you know it's gonna be some guys that go and buy that themselves, probably. <laughs> oh, for sure, you know it. You know what I'm saying? Like I mean, I mean, I seen Oscar had done that uh that see through joint that he had at the press conference before the last fight, and I was like, yo, Oscar, you what's Wait, going on, you- brother? Wait. Would you rather wear those for a week? No, I'm not. What you talking oh, about? No, 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 you have to. Those for a week or a diaper underneath your fit? Man, put me, give me that diaper, man. <laughs> give me the. Nah, no, I wear those. Forget <laughs> that, bro. I'm not putting no diaper on, B. I'm not. I can't do that. Put I'm not wearing no. Di- <laughs> nah, give me those, bro. Just give me the black ones if they got black. If they come in black, give me the. Black. <laughs> I'm, putting, I'm putting them. I'm not wearing no diaper, bro. Listen, yeah. I. Underneath your fit, like yo, yeah, I'm not putting no diaper on, bro. I'm just wearing sweats all the time. <laughs> you going sweats all day. You wear sweats, and then as soon as you sit down, you hear that diaper sound. Like, nah, bro, I can't do. It. Listen, give me them underneath. I wear those underneath my uh, whatever I'm wearing, like shorts. Nobody have to know I got them on, but me, I'm not wearing no diaper, bro. Forget that. That's not happening. I can't. <laughs> and what about you? You ain't saying nothing. You asking us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. And, uh, uh, okay, so I'd oh, wear the un- hold on, I gotta read like he, look. I, 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 I'd wear the underwear only because I've I've worn a diaper as 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 a teenage boy. Wait, what? what? <laughs> I, uh, I used to pee in the bed all the way up oh. until I was all the way up until I was 15. And uh unfortunately my grandma made me wear a diaper one night. What? Oh, yeah, gran- gr- 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 Granny said, "I'm not washing no more sheets." <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yo, yeah. Yo, Granny, yo, Granny, trust me, I'm not going. Not tonight. I'm not going. <laughs> granny said, "Oh no, fuck that." <laughs> hey, let me tell you something. Put me in a diaper, my legs. Let me tell y'all niggas something. I will 100 put them huggies on, and. Fuck around, let me get too comfortable. I'll piss right in them shits. <laughs> <laughs> I know you about to say that. 
Let me get too comfy. <laughs> Let them sit just right. <laughs> what? Oh, man. Can absorbing joints? Yo, I can't. I couldn't, bro. Like, I listen. Yo, you know what it is? It's not even just the fact. It's not just the fact that they're <laughs> that they're that they're see through. It's that they're they're literally taking everything that could be a, a a standard of masculinity to us and trying to find a way to strip it of its masculinity. Like, yeah. don't get me wrong. I'm not mad at at men wanting to live in a feminine energy. I'm not mad at that. But can we preserve some level of masculinity? No. Nope. <laughs> some level of they masculinity. They take it away, man. They symbol. take it away from us. That's... And then I know someone's going to watch this and be like, oh, so he's trying to say boxer briefs have to be a masculine. Yes, it's a masculine thing. It's us. It's us. Yeah. Like bras off for y'all, feminine. Yeah. <laughs> boxer briefs for us is a masculine thing. And never white briefs either. Never white. Yeah, I agree oh, no. with that. Now you can't do the white. Never wife. You you can't. I can't wear white drawers. I'm sorry. Yeah, like. I agree. <laughs> hey. All right. So, uh, on a girl, boy shorts, uh, string bikini, or regular panties. Boy shorts. Depend on her body makeup. Cause a girl, a girl in them, a girl in them boy shorts. I'm not dating no skinny. So, see, see, them, them petite girl, them petites. Let me tell you something. Them petites, petites, petites. Skinny. I'm talking about like, like, bro. I done seen some skinny girls, bro. And, and like, every body type is a way to wear something. That will make that body type look efficient. Right. I don't know what I don't care. Like mm -hmm. there, there's I've seen big girls that have worn some shit and been like, yo, she look fly. Not just fly, she look good wearing that shit. And I don't see super skinny girls wear some shit and be like, that's sexy. So I don't know. It depends on the body type. Yeah. I like all three. I like all three options. It depends on the body type. It's a good answer. Word. Because if, if you give me you give me Jill Scott or, or Jasmine Sullivan wearing something, depending on what that. Mm. <laughs> Them girls sing to you, make you cry. No. <laughs> you ever you ever uh, you ever uh, uh, slept with a girl that was so. Big or big in the back, had a big a big booty that you couldn't even get in it. Like oh. the ass was so big. Yeah, yeah. We're gonna find a way in. I mean, I, I found a way in, but it was hard. <laughs> Yo. I'm telling you. We're gonna, we're, gonna, we're gonna pick something up, put something to the side, but we're gonna get <laughs> Yo, <laughs> We gonna find a way. Man. Shit, yo, I, 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 yo, I have a funny, I have a funny story about that. Um, I'm, a, I'm gonna tell it quick. My, my, my homeboy, um, he had a sister. Well, he has a sister, and she was big, but she reminded me of Jill Scott. 
style wise, face wise, everything. She just reminded me of Jill Scott. Mm-hmm. And before that, I had never been with a big girl. Never. And I like I was skinny. Like I'm skinny now, but I weigh 190 now. Back then I was 130s, silk wet. Right. So uh but I knew we like liked each other. She was older too, but I knew we had like a little thing, whatever. So one night going there, caught myself trying to put the pressure on. We actually we we do it. We we get to the to the shit. When I tell you, man, I went across the street because she lived her family lived across the street from where I was staying. Went across the street, went into my cousin's room, was like, yo, man, you got some Tylenol, bro, or something. He said, yeah. <laughs> I got a headache, man. I'm dizzy. I don't, I, I couldn't hit like that big girl put put a wrecking on me, boy. Like, <laughs> I'm telling you, man. <laughs> Handle it. <laughs> had a headache. Headache. Nigga, you was in there trying to do the uh Vin Rains from Baby hey, Boy. Nigga, the you... big girls is hard to hit to handle sometimes, man. You try to you try to pick. I'm not going to lie. I got a headache now just thinking about and remember. <laughs> Oh man, boy, it was. Hey, they, they be wanting that work for real. Yeah. So I. So from. <laughs> so from. So from little, I always had that thing of like, that's a nice little challenge, man. I want to. I want to catch a headache. When I was younger, I always they my niggas was always clowning me for for messing with bigger girls, and they really wouldn't like you know they wouldn't big like that, but like they were bigger than what you know what I'm saying what they would normally you know what I'm saying mess with and what, what I would normally. What's the biggest? What's the biggest? Man, I yeah, never. I'm, I boned a 300 pounder once. Yeah, Yo, you a beast. <laughs> you a beast. Yeah. Homegirl, and homegirl, I, now hold on. <laughs> homegirl might have been good 270. Oof. Um, I don't know how big this girl was. Um, <laughs> but she was. She was big, and I let me say this: I didn't. It was one of them things like I was with my homeboy and like he was on a couch and then I was on the couch and like he undercovers over there and I'm like I'm watching TV and doing the thing <laughs> trying to get some enjoyment out of this and I hey, bro nigga it wasn't happening. It wasn't happening. She was she had she she probably was 270. She was she was a she was a heavyweight. It was a heavyweight bout. Now how big were you? <laughs> how big were you? No, nah, I was like I probably was two at the time. I probably I might have been two hundred. Oh, so y'all was Solid. having y'all was having a heavyweight. Yeah, bout. you know what I'm saying. But she was two seventy though. Like that's. Y'all I still, mean, but that's still the same division. <laughs> me and Ed, me and Ed, we jump about three divisions. And <laughs> and I get my ring. Yeah, I and I, listen, you gotta tell us about you said she was 300, bro. Like, listen, and home and ladies, we love all women. Hell yeah, don't we're get not, it twisted. That's not, you know, what I'm saying we're not, we just having a conversation. We mean that I love all women of all sizes, yeah, yep. of all, all brain capacities, too. It could be empty. I don't care. No, nah, I don't know. No, nah, listen, I can't do the brain capacity. <laughs> nah, you bugging. if you don't have nothing to offer, hey, like up. mentally. Hey, Lito, when they be empty, when they be empty in the head, that should be dumb fun. You bugging. 
when they ain't got nothing going on up there. Bro, I, the, oh, how, the how many hood chicks have y'all ever dated? Like hood, like actual hood women that talk to you like crazy, like they crazy. Dated or boned? Both. Well, I'll, wait, 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 before, wait, before you, before we answer that, are we trying to, are we correlating ghetto and hood with empty? Because the ghetto ones, well, they, <clears throat> empty ones, they be, nah, they don't be empty. Intellect in them, they do. Uh, yeah, so. but I, I could not. I dated this one girl. And like she just cussed me out all the time, but he, she wasn't trying to like. But I, that shit got on my nerves, bro. Like I'll take <laughs> being cussed out all the time. Like, nah, nigga, f this, f that, nigga, f you. Like, I've been just like, yo, like you need to chill. Like, I can't, like, I cannot just listen to you talk like this all day. That's that, that's that be that be the best coochie. That should be marinated. <laughs> it be marinating in the crazy. You gotta let some time. Sometimes gotta let the coochie marinate in the crazy. <laughs> That's that shit like beef stew, boy. You gotta let it marinate. I've been with uh, a lot of crazy girls, man. But um, I don't like uh, I don't like being with them for two like long periods of time. Like you said, it gets tiring. You don't want to get cussed out all the time. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, so how did the three hundred pound thing come? Because you didn't like. How did you do uh, that, bro? Because you small. Like I, I know, I know, I know. I, I well, the the good thing is I. I had probably 75% of the girls that I slept with, the overall total happened when, before I got married the first time. Mm. So, which was a good thing. So that I'm talking about, I lost my virginity. I was a late bloomer. I lost my virginity when I was 17. And from 17 to the time I got, me. you said 18? Oh, see, that's late bloomer. Most of the people I know be like 13, 14. What about you, E? Uh, I'm ashamed to say, but it was 12. Okay, so yeah, that, that, oh, that sounds about right. And Generally it's not speaking, yeah, it's not a positive, wasn't a positive. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I kind of figured that. When the, like, yeah. Yeah, most people say that, but most of the girls I slept with uh, from 17 to the first time I got married, which was 22, was like, a, that's when I had all my fun and was fucking a bunch of chicks. And, you know, a lot of them was just all shapes and sizes. And that's when I think I boned the 300-pounder you know, it was a good experience, man. I remember she was clean. Because, you know, you be thinking fat girls stink. They don't know how to take care of themselves. She had Yeah, it's not true. Clean. Yeah, it's not true. Skin was, she was like a dark-skinned big girl. Skin was beautiful. She smelled good. And it was good. It was just, you know, it was different. <laughs> it was more, you know, more, more things to slap, more skin to... <laughs> I mean, you know, and then... And then I had sex with, the question I asked you guys about, you ever had sex with a, a woman whose ass was so big you could barely get in it? That woman I had sex with, like, when I got divorced the first time in my early 30s, and I'm talking about ass, like, I'm trying to find somebody to compare this woman's ass to. Like bro. BBL type? like Yeah, but real. BBL, like, but real. Black woman, man, like, with an ass out of this universe and <laughs> I, I i i had to you was in a utopia i had to put I, I had to pull her in the bathroom bend her over to get in it and i still couldn't get all the way in so then i took her to the bed and just cocked her legs open that was the, the best way i could i couldn't get in it any other way because her ass was in the way of the coochie it was so big <laughs> it was ridiculous but i got found a way though <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, you know, yo, you know what's so funny? Um, yo, Matt, yo, we so we so silly and stupid. Oh, that, yo, these experiences, yo, for anybody else would be so traumatic. <laughs> but we take this shit with such a grain of salt, and we laugh. Yeah. <laughs> so when I think about. The ages that my friend was was having sex and doing the wild shit, because my my son would be fourteen next week. Man. I cannot imagine him and his friends doing <laughs> things that we were doing. I know, bro. At fourteen, I remember being one of the horniest little niggas on earth. <laughs> All my friends were. All we thought about and talked about was, yo, we're going to try to get some ass. We try to get some ass anyway. Your house, my house, <laughs> school. We was trying to do the crazy. Like, I was I was 14, 15 years old. And some of my, like, real, like, first experiences of, like, sexual things, like, you know, playing with a girl pussy and touching titties and all, was in school. Like sneaking to the staircase, like running into the bathroom, like craziness. And my son recently told me Uh-oh. that in his school, <laughs> in his school, there was an eighth grade boy that got caught with a seventh grade girl mm-hmm. and, and was receiving oral sex in the school. And I'm listening to that, like, what the, f- how the hell could that happen? Facts. Not really, like, whoa, dude, when you were young, y'all was running around doing or trying to do the same shit. It just so happens that today in an age, kids are just way more advanced and probably feel way more grown than what they are. Because I remember at that point, I thought I was grown too. Mm-hmm. Doing some stupid shit I was doing. So I can only imagine how these kids feel today and how they talking to each other and how they operate. Right. Right. They watch things on TikTok and wanting to emulate that, and they're so a lot more fearless too. Yo, we yeah. laugh, and it's you know it's funny now that we look back, but it's so scary how traumatic a lot of the things that we did as kids are to how we are today. Because if I, I if I didn't move like that back then, I might have been a, a I might have made some better choices. <laughs> oh man. So I just, I pray, like, my son gets here Sunday. We know we got the summer together. And congratulations on that, bro. Have fun. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, but the whole time I want to have fun, but I feel like the whole time I'm just going to be watching and analyzing to make sure he ain't, (laughs) he ain't on the same bullshit. (laughs) You know, so at least I can correct or not correct or give him some guidance and yeah. So yeah, man. The fact that you and your son's life, bro, is it, both of y'all is like so dope. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Especially coming from, you know, I know you had your dad eat, um, and and you had your dad to a certain, you know what I mean? To a certain. I know I got it, man. Don't get it twisted. I got him. Yeah. No matter what, yeah. even when he went to jail, I got him still. And yeah. and, what, and what's funny is you say, it, but I feel like I didn't have him. Word. I, I, I feel like I didn't have my dad. I didn't I didn't have a true understanding of my dad until honestly after he passed. Mm. And it happened so quickly. Um that um I'm learning. Yeah, I learned so much about him after his passing that was right in front of my face while he was alive. Mm. That like I'd be like, damn, I just yo, I wish I could have 
I wish I could have seen that so that I could have given him his props while he was here. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it's only funny because I have a really good relationship with my oldest son now that took very long to get there. You know, the, the issues with me and his moms and, but we got to a point where everything is cool and everything. And then my other son is totally different. Like if you ask my sons, like, exp- like who's your dad? They would both say two different things. Mm-hmm. And that's the problem. Like, that's the thing I want to fix. Um, and a lot of the reasons why that happened is because coming up, like, um, I watched my my dad move a certain way and thought it was normal. So I got older and thought, okay, well, with my kids, it's going to be normal to do the same. Like, and I'm trying to break that curse. Mm-hmm. So much that you can do in the process of breaking that curse. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but yo, it's hard, man. That, that fatherhood shit is I know, bro. hard. I'm still figuring it out, still learning. My oldest, my oldest son is like a like a slap in the face. Like, yo, bro, all that bullshit you was doing. You know how they say, like, niggas who are players, God give you a daughter mm-hmm. to, to go show you. Mm-hmm. My curse, well, not my curse, but my lesson. It's through having boys. Mm. All the shit I did before, we're gonna we gonna show you, we're gonna teach you. Cause these boys, they're gonna probably move just in the same manner. And now it's your job before you leave this earth to go ahead and make sure you correct some of that. Right. So yeah, man. Mm. Father, father word. Much love to you for that, Imani man. Yeah, no, from brother, from father to father, man. You you're doing a good do a good thing. Yeah, yeah, man. Trying, trying, trying try my best. <clears throat> a lot of deadbeats out there, my nigga. Right, and breaking generational curses is never easy. It's so hard, man. Yeah, never well, easy. Shit, sure, you 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 ask my other son. I'm deadbeat, so I'm, <laughs> I'm straddling fence. At, at some point, they gonna. At some point, they uh, all our kids. My dad says that he said you gonna go through the same thing I went through. He can't. He can't. He can't wait for it. He's like, I can't wait for you to go through that. And I told my sons the other day in regards to that, I'm like, like three days ago, I was like, look, little niggas, they was in the backseat. I said, if your mom kicked me out the house and we, our relationship don't end up working out and I got to get the fuck out, I don't never want y'all to say I wasn't there for you. You about to be 11. I was talking to my oldest son. That's from zero to 11. I was here, nigga. I don't mm-hmm. never want to hear that shit because I, I I feel it coming. If me and the mama don't work out, I don't want to hear that shit. <laughs> yeah, that was, mm. that, that was, that was, that was the, the worst part. Uh, 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 Lito, you have you have kids? I don't, but I, I mean, I have godchildren. Okay, so that was one of the scariest parts of um, of just having kids was trying to trying to straddle the fence of wanting to wanting to them to have the real view of who you are, your your flaws and all, while also not knocking the mom. Like the one thing I will say, like my my son. My oldest son, especially, he's never heard me say anything bad about his mom. And I made sure that was the case because when I was little, I heard my mom talk a bunch of shit about my dad. But my dad never, I've never heard my father ever say anything bad about my mom. Never. Mm. I take it a step further. I never heard my father say a bad thing about anybody. Like, wow. Never. 
I've never, I, I'm not, I'm not saying he never did it. I'm not wow. saying, he, but to me, I've never heard him talk about anybody in a negative way. Damn. So I took that on, especially with my oldest son, because, you know, you're going to love your parents, but I never want you to feel like you got to pick a side. Yeah. You got to pick a side with me. Your mama's your mama. You you honor her, whether I fuck with her or I don't fuck with her, but you also make sure you fuck with me too. Yeah. Your mama just as flawed as me, and our issue is our issue. It ain't got nothing to do with you. Yeah. But that's a, that's a hard thing. That's a hard thing to battle, especially with your sons who, you know, when they see their they mama as their mama, and they hold their mama to, to the highest. <laughs> Look at <a> little man. Respect, <laughs> Sonny. You want to say hi? What's up? <laughs> What's up, man? Her name's Sunrise. It's a girl. Oh, oh okay. Wow. Sunrise. Hey. Wow. Uh, yeah, that's my youngest. She was born on Halloween. So wait, Word. so you got, so you got, all right, so how many, you got three boys? I got two boys and two girls. Two boys. And one, my oldest girl is 23. She's from my first marriage. And my other three are from Kathy. Oh, she's 23. You're older. Okay. Yeah. 23, 10, 8, <clears throat> and she's two, two and a half. Now the 23-year-old, she sings, right? Don't she yeah, sing? Yeah, that's, that's right there. The picture of her right there. Okay. Yeah, that's her. You, were, you wasn't scared to have her go down that path? Um, No. Mm. No, uh, uh, I knew she, I know what she's gonna deal with, and she's already dealing with. And but um, I never forced my kids to do anything. That's that's how I deal with it in my mind. Never, mm. I never push them. Like my dad forced me to do this shit. Like as the and I don't regret it. But as a youngster, as soon as I got to L.A., he was teaching me and my brothers making us rehearse, making us, and I hated it. But like I said, I wouldn't change it for the world. I don't make my kids rehearse. So if they do end up singing and wanting to do it, I, I can't. They can't blame me. <laughs> It's it's funny because my 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 oldest he he don't I, I be I don't even think he listens to music. Dang, like, Word. but he wants to box. He he he's like I want to be a boxer. I'm gonna say okay, cool. Um, but my biggest thing to him is like, yo, whatever it is that you do want to do, I need to see you put that level of passion in it. Like that's when I'll support. Because yeah. with me, I didn't have to have nobody tell me to find out how to rehearse and do that. Like I looked all that, like I was passionate about music early, mm -hmm. early. And I didn't have my moms and my dad putting me into things and telling me to, like, even when it came down to high school, uh, I remember when I applied for the school I went to, which was performing art school, world renowned choir and all that. Uh, my parents didn't know nothing about it. Like they didn't even know I was that serious into singing. Like, I remember my my older sister telling me, like, yo, I didn't really realize you knew how to sing until we went to your graduation and you sang at the graduation. Mm -hmm. Like, before that, we just like, all right, well, whatever. But I was so passionate about it. So it's dope. It's dope to see your kids get passionate about something. I've just always been scared about my kids taking on the same passion because yeah, I, feel I, you. I just know what this shit is like and what it can be like. And, yeah, you know, no, man, no. Cold game, ain't it? In cold world. After what I heard, that what you said to us, Imani, of, of that those eight songs, bro. I mean, all I could say, man, I'm I, I, and I, this is I, I'm not a good critic. Like I don't know how to put the shit into words instead of saying you know fire and all that. But it, it's amazing the continuity and the sound behind the whole thing. 
It's just like, it, make, it makes me appreciate even more so why I got out of it. Because who, what the, you, what, what, what nigga, you, it's on some usher type of shit. What, what, you should be, you know what I mean? It just makes me mad. Like, it just makes me that. fucking mad. I appreciate that. <laughs> I appreciate that. Uh, I like, I like, do I wish my career path would have went a different way financially? Yes, 100%. Um, creatively, <laughs> no, I'm happy where it went creatively. I'm happy. Um, I'm, I'm happy that I did not get that level of finance early. Cause I don't one, I don't think I'd be alive. Um, and if two, if I was alive, yeah, we were just talking about that. Yeah. I don't <laughs> think I'd be healthy. Um, so, you know, I, I think, I think I'm where I'm at because not because I'm supposed to be here. I think I'm where I'm at because if I wasn't here, I would not exist, period. I think, I think I'm literally where I'm at because if I would have went any other way, I don't believe I would still be alive, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. We were just talking about that, bro. That's crazy. Yeah. That you, We was just talking about, right before you came on, we was talking yeah. about how, like, <clears throat> how Ant and his Williams, brothers could right? have been like a yeah, Paul Williams. How what happened to him? Yeah. Yeah. And then and then basically like you know, and his brothers could have been the like would have super been. big. I didn't even stop I didn't even stop drinking until just recently. Can you imagine me going full fledged into the, the industry, blowing up as the new Jackson Five as you might not be here. alcoholic? Nigga, please. You might not I'm be done. here. I'm done. I'm done. And I was saying, like, at least all his brothers are still here. All of them are still yeah. alive and everything's good. Like, you know what I'm saying? So yeah. I, I imagine. Up, I picked up a lot of habits early with, with no real success. Um like the 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 sex uh the sex too was was the biggest issue because I never had a full real understanding of enjoying sex. Sex was always just a thing for me to keep up with the other other boys. And also it was something that you had to do because you're a singer. How are you gonna be an R and B singer? You ain't getting no pussy. Right. You ain't got no women. So I never had a real connection with the positive side of sex. Like really yeah. getting with somebody, learning their body. Like it was always a conquering thing just to grab a stat or whatever. Right. Uh, then the drinking, like I drank from 14 on Damn. almost every day and not no light shit, gin and tonic all the time drinking. <sighs> and my parents didn't know, my moms didn't know, uh, no, nobody really knew like that, except for the people I went to school with, really, to some degree. And then, um, yeah, it was a bunch of other little things that along the lines, the Molly. It was, it was a two-year two period. Where that, that. Yeah, two-year period of where that became a dependent to the point where I would do it with my friends all the time. But then now when I left them, like I would overdo it because now I needed to stay in that mode and stay in that feeling because being by yourself and being lonely and empty was just like, oh, I, I don't want to feel that. So, man, I was doing all that broke. <laughs> so Somehow, I, some way, huh? I, I can only imagine what <laughs> I would have done 
the, the nights recklessly driving down the highways and right. out, not giving a fuck what was going to happen. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. 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 I'd have, I'd have had 70,000 kids. <laughs> Ain't nothing necessarily wrong with that. <laughs> you know, Look what Nick Cannon doing right now. I mean, right. Hey. Yeah. It, 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 life, life would be definitely different. It's crazy. Um, and, and a lot of my favorite, like artists that I used to listen to, um, the reason why I listen to, I always want to hear somebody's story. You know what I'm saying? So like, when I was listening to Biggie, like, you know what I mean? Or Jay, or, you know what I'm saying? Hell. <laughs> Joe. <laughs> the stuff that he used to talk about. My, my, Joe, my, uh, my wife always says, like, when I put on, like, I might put on an old, listen to an old album or whatever, or old mixtape, she'd be like, Man, he was so depressed. And I was like, "Well, he was." <laughs> I said, "If you ever like followed his career and stuff like that, like he talked about, I was like, that's the only kind of music that I like, babe. I like listening to people that have went through something and they're trying to come up out of it. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I mean, that's the kind of music that I've always grown up listening to. Like, um, shit, the first hip hop music that I probably listened to was, um, Bone Thugs and Harmony, and they mm -hmm. was going like." Bro, it was always talking about. Yeah. Army is my is my my favorite rap group of all time. They influenced me so much musically. Yeah. But you know what's so funny? Whenever I needed those moments of mental like relief or uh, understanding, it was never through hip hop. It was always uh always Donny Hathaway. Donny Hathaway. Oh yeah, man. Donny <laughs> Hathaway. Crazy amazing. Man. Oh my god. Unbelievably amazing. Yeah. Tone is nuts. Yeah, Donnie yeah. Hathaway at my happiest moments in life has been the soundtrack of it. My most depressing moments in life, he's been the soundtrack of it. Love going right, he's been the soundtrack. Love going wrong, he's been the soundtrack. Death, he's been the soundtrack. He, Donnie Hathaway, yo, it's so yo. That's how powerful music is, mm -hmm. and the and the people behind the music. Donnie Hathaway wasn't even alive. He has no clue how much he's helped me just with his music. No. That's the that's the amazing part about making music. And it's the part where I don't want to let go of that because that might be able to be something that I do for someone at some point. Yeah. Whoever, mm -hmm. So when I think of people like that and how they made those impressions on me and other people without even breathing or even being around or being able to see that, um it's it's amazing it makes me appreciate the, the the talents and the gifts that we've been given even more so we hey we by the way we can get i want to say this we can get back to that e i truly believe that we're going to musically speaking and creatively speaking we're so far from that as far as people writing the things that donny hathaway wrote about you know you know what i mean it's like it 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 of course it's going to help people he was singing from his soul singing about life and love and heartache and, and god and People ain't thinking about that stuff no more, man. It's just buffoonery. So I, I think that step back that I'm taking has to do with that too. It's like, if we all take a step back for a second, then maybe we all come back, people will have something to fucking write about. Yeah. They talking about shit. Yeah. Yeah. They don't even care about 
the the women even more like that. Like you know what I'm saying? Like I remember we talked about that before. Like it's R and B is just different, man. It's just yeah. a different music. Music. Music is always business. The the, the the business drove music to, to have to change. Um, social media played a part into it. Uh, a lot, a lot of music, a lot of artists. I won't even say musicians. I won't even belittle musicians by grouping them with what's going on today. A lot of artists or creators are more in uh more in 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 enticed by just being social media characters. Mm-hmm. As being presence, they're not really living for the purpose of actually sharing creativity. Sharing that's what, that's what Charlemagne the God just said, my nigga. Before we started this podcast, Kathy came and told me, and she was like, There hasn't been a number one and forget RB, hip hop. Hip hop, yeah. Said, there hasn't been a number one hip hop album this year. There, there hasn't been a single or, or an single. album. And then on, on the Breakfast Club, uh they said they pulled that stat up, they're the ones that said it. And they said it's been 30 something years since that happened. It's, it's, and and, and in hip hop, music is the shit. And Charlemagne was making some of that same points that you just made. Yeah. It's, it's uh, mm. music, um, music as a whole. I'm not, I, it's scary to say the art form itself, you know, would never die. We'll always need music. Right. But the need, I think, will diminish as as time goes by i think music music used to be at the forefront of of just arts and and things like that i think at some point it's going to play the background to some other shit and that's crazy to say but i agree bro i absolutely agree it's it's scary scary. that's why you don't want to say it because it's scary it's a scary thing to actually think and say but if it's a real thing we have to say it so that we could potentially change it. The kids cool. today, the kids today, and the scariest part was looking at my son. My son doesn't listen to music. Um, my 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 girl, brilliant though. <laughs> my, my, my my girl has eleven year old daughter who she don't listen to music. She might hear music in the background through TikTok, and that's how we learn the song. But mm-hmm. get in the car and say, "Look, let me turn on the new song." Yeah. No, it, it it's always. It's the it's at the background of a clip. It's at the background of a YouTube joint. It's at the background of something stupid. It's music is no longer at. Fuck it. I'll just say I, I think music is gonna at some point not be important. Mm, that's tough to hear too. I think that's I think, tough. I don't know at what point. I, 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 that's tough. I, I, I'd rather, according to what you just said, I'd rather bad music not be important than hear music at all and it be bad. Mm-hmm. I know I don't even know if that made sense, but I'm trying to make sense out of, of what you just said. It's just hard to swallow, man. Really mm-hmm. hard to swallow, but damn. Yeah, I mean, I, I hope I'm wrong. I hope what I'm saying people will hear and be like, what the fuck are you talking about? But <laughs> nah. Nah. Music, music, music lovers, uh, are not. It's not too many of us around anymore. Like now, mm-hmm. like, like like now, even when I get in the car, I instantly go into the jazz station. Dang. Like that's because that first of all, I love that art form, 
And I feel like the only way I get to hear new things and really be able to have moments to focus on the actual music is jazz or mm -hmm. the blues or even old country because those records are really just still, there's no uh, commercializing jazz. There's no, it's, you're there because you really want to hear the art form. Right. So for me to fall back in love with, with the art and what it truly is, I have to go back to those sounds. I have to go back to cla classical. I listen to, cla I listen to Schubert, Mass and G almost once a week. I, you know, I spirituals, even go down Moses. I'll go back and listen. Like I'll go back to those, those uh, records and those, and those styles just because there's no commercializing it. It's really right. there for what it is. So if you're listening to this, it's because you really love what it represents. I'm sure. So. No doubt. Um, Wow. That's, that's so crazy to think about. Any, um, Final thoughts, fellas, before we wrap it up. Um, I My final thought, and I'll let Ego last because I feel like this is mainly his moment because his his project is just the, the, un, <laughs> the unnamed one is so fire and so ridiculous. But what I'm doing now in the transition as an artist, uh, as a creator, I'm never going to stop creating. I just want everybody to know that. But the next time people that follow me and know that I do music, hear anything, any music that comes from me, um, it won't be how you think. That's all I'm gonna say. It'll be under this thing that I'm doing called Orange Drive. It'll be under that umbrella. And uh, yeah, just, just keep in mind, my retirement is as an overall artist that's out in the public. It, that doesn't mean I'm going back and hiding in the closet and never creating again. So just stay tuned. Orange Drive coming soon. That's all I got to say. And I love y'all niggas. And congrats on such a great project, E. I really love it, man. It's Thank you, bro. Awesome. Appreciate it. Yeah. Thank you, bro. Yeah. Appreciate it. Facts. I think, yeah. Yeah, bro. Like your, your project, for real. Like I said, um, I enjoy a certain type of R&B. Um, and it it brought me back to um, putting on the, the, the classic R&B music getting you a drink of wine and just chilling like and right. just being able to just vibe you know what i'm saying and and that's that's bro you got yeah congratulations on that man um Appreciate it. when they come out you already know it's gonna be super duper like supported yo appreciate it man um feel it it i won't even say it feels bad or good to, i mean it it feels natural it's probably the most natural thing I can do, which is create some music. Releasing it is just the extra part of it. Sharing it, um, oh here it is, okay. is the extra part of it. Um, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't make a project because I feel I needed to. I made it because I wanted to, and that felt good. Um. And yeah, just for anybody listening, I I think another part too where I, I kind of slowed down too was the age, me aging and feeling like I've aged myself out of the need or the or the want for people to want to hear it. That's dope. And I had to get out of that mindset. Hallelujah. So, you know, I'm not the guy that feels like he has to hide his age and, you know, oh, uh, I got to get my industry age so that this project is relevant. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm tapping on 40 
This project is for 40-year-olds. <laughs> this project is for whoever wants to hear it. And um, I don't I don't look for this to be what makes me millions. I don't look for it to be what puts me on the map or I just am glad to be in a space where I feel like I can release some music and not have to feel like I have to live up to what that music uh, embodies as a project. So, yeah, man, I don't I don't believe in retirement. Me neither. I, I believe, you know, you do something for as long as you want to do it. Uh, your retirement starts when you die. <laughs> and so I, I that whole announcement of, yo, this is my last project. I always say probably because I, it's a problem. I don't know. But um, yeah, man, I'm going to enjoy I'm going to enjoy it when it releases. I, I I look forward to whatever next chapter it is in creating, whatever that looks like, whether it's through me, whether it's through other people. This is dope. I love doing this with y'all. Yeah, facts. And um, yeah, man. Just keep creating. That's it. Yep. That's it, man. Well, listen, thank y'all for listening to us. We will be back. You know what I mean? This is a triangle offense podcast, and we are out. Glasses in the air Toast to a higher power Cause what you tuning in to right now Is Lito's Happy Hour Thanks for watching Happy Hour with Lito Podcast Check out Happy Hour with Lito Podcast on Facebook Happy Hour with Lito Pod on Instagram Lito's Happy Hour on Twitter and also make sure to check us out on Happy Hour with Lido podcast on YouTube. Happy Hour with Lido is a co-sinister one production. The other state is talking and we bout the action. Glasses in the air. Toast to a higher power. This is Lido's Happy Hour.